Beans, 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 beans. Welcome to another Hole of the Ball podcast with me, Jay Forbes. I'm on a mission to taking as much football as I can. And I love the game of football. A lot of people around the world do. So I'm trying to watch as much of it as I can. I'm going to share what I find on this podcast with you. Um, I encourage anyone to listen to taking a new league they've not watched before and you'll find something you love there. I uh, don't expect anyone to be listening to this podcast, but I've had some feedback already that people are listening, so hello. Uh, I've been told that there's a lot of media coverage at the moment of the Women's World Cup, so I've been asked to not mention that too much. So uh, I think there might only be one mention of the Women's World Cup in this podcast today. But there's, uh, there's a lot of other stuff I want to cover. I'm going to start with my League of the Week. Uh, I've chosen the Segunda, the Spanish Second Division, so or La Liga 2, or the one two three Santander League. Whichever way you want to call it, it's, uh, it's the league below La Liga in Spain. And uh, I want to talk about the season that's just gone, so the end of the uh, 2018-2019 season. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, lot of good teams in this league. Uh, there's a lot of teams you've never heard of. But there is a lot of teams. You've got teams like uh, Malaga, Las Palmas, uh, Oviedo, Zaragoza, Zaragoza, however you want to call it. Uh, But I want to start by um, talking about a team, and this is a team I've never heard of before, uh, and I'm going to pronounce it wrong. This is Royce de Portui. Royce de Portui. So I think I've pronounced that right. Uh, So this is a team that's been around for 100, 110 years. So it's a team that's operated in Spain for a very long time. Um, they've been usually in the lower leagues of Spain, uh, at least below the two top leagues. Uh, but for the last couple of seasons, uh, they've been in uh, Segunda, so La Liga 2, second division. Um, they've had some problems. and They've had some investment opportunities that have gone right. Um, and they were a bit too small for this league uh, so they've had problems paying the players um, so they've uh, the, the players have, have protested and they've not been able to uh, look after the players properly so the players have had to leave I think it's about seven players that left the team uh, mid-season it's about February time you know, the, the players left to find opportunities other, uh, elsewhere because they just weren't getting paid uh, so they were actually kicked out of the Segunda in February um, and they've been banned from that division for the next three years. So this is this is what happens beneath the top. And um, I'm going to mention um, someone on Twitter a bit later on that, that uh, specialises in um, divisions below the top league. Uh, that's a really interesting follow, so I'll tell, about, tell you about that later. Uh, but what happens below the, the top leagues uh, are situations like this with teams, limited money, and um, they, they struggle. Because some, of them, some of these have uh, fan bases, like I say, going back 110 years, thousands of fans coming to watch them, and uh, these these clubs can go out of business, get kicked out of leagues. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping uh, for the best for this team. I hope they can get it uh, get it back, and by the time the, the ban ends, hope they're in a position to come back to Segunda uh, for one reason only, and that's the club's nickname. The <laughs> a few Spanish teams have different nicknames. 
usually boring ones like the uh, the whites, not Los Blancos or something like that. Um, but uh, one of these, the nicknames for this team is translates as the Clockwork Hazelnut. Right, uh, sounds uh, sounds a bit crazy. And uh, excuse the dad jokes, but if things haven't been going like clockwork, and they've all been a bit nutty, so they've been rubbish. So was that joke? I hope they, I hope they come back. Um, I, I love finding little nuggets of information like this. Um, teams you never heard of with histories that you never knew about, and stories that don't get reported because no one's interested apart from people like me. Uh, but yep, hopefully they'll they'll uh, manage to get back. Um, other teams that I want to talk about in, in that league, uh, I'll start with the two teams that have now been promoted back to La Liga. Um, so we saw uh, over the past two years, teams that have been promoted, uh, giving uh, the rest of the league a good go. So La Liga is a division where the teams at the bottom will have will go after uh, and try and beat teams higher up in the table. They often get beat, but they, they like to play football. That's what one of the reasons why um, I started my journey looking at other football teams in Spain because there's a lot of good footballers, good football to watch there. Um, it always seems to be sunny. It's nice to watch football. Anyway, uh, if I start with uh, Osasuna, which is uh, apparently in Basque, it means health. Uh, it's the the based uh, the home of the Bull Run in uh, Pamplona. So any any tourists been over there? Have you been in the Osasuna territory? Uh, it's a team that uh, I think belongs in La Liga. They've played over a thousand games in La Liga. Played in the Champions League and the Europa League. Um, they've won the Segunda five times, but not won any uh, of the the, the trophies uh, in the top division. Uh, Copa del Rey uh, runners up oh four oh five. Uh, so not not a, a storied history in terms of trophies, uh, but they're a famous team and uh, like um, Granada that I'm going to go on to next, they have about eighteen to twenty thousand fans. So a decent sized club. Uh, so let's hope they uh, come up to the division and uh, see if they can give some of the big boys uh, a run for the money. Uh, one notable fact about Osasuna is one of their ex players is. Uh, uh, a younger Sammy Lee, uh, ex of Liverpool, Bolton, etc. Uh, I've heard that there's an English pub there that uh, still misses him. <laughs> you can imagine fat Sam, little fat Sammy Lee, uh, going for, uh, for to the dog and duck for his uh, egg and chips, and a pint of tetley's. <laughs> uh, anyway, move on to Granada. Um, they're a, a a team that have done really well. Uh, they've um, they've been promoted, uh, to the uh, to La Liga, um, this is, um, <laughs> this is a club with a great little story. The um they used to wear uh, blue and white vertical striped shirts, so blue and white striped shirts, and that is a story that uh, after the Spanish Civil War. Uh, the owners went to Madrid to buy some new strips for the players, uh, but they couldn't find any blue and white ones. Uh, all they could get was red and white ones, uh, so they bought them, and that's their official colour scheme from then on. <laughs> uh, so, I, I, like I say, I, I love little stories like that. You see proud histories of clubs, um, for what, what kits they wear, 
like uh, Juventus copying Notts County. There's loads of little different uh, funny stories. Uh, so that's one that tickled me. Um, so we got the uh, Granada. Uh, they've won the Segunda three times. Um, uh, the runners-up in 58-59 uh, for the uh, Copa del Rey uh, in the top flight. But, yeah, no, no real trophies to speak of, but a, a proud history. Another about 18,000 fans. Uh, they'll be cheering their team on in the La Liga last, next year. So that'll be one I'll be keeping an eye on. Uh, and uh, I think if they do well, it will reflect on the quality of um of the Segunda. And by the way, all all these games in the Segunda are shown on live on YouTube. Uh, so the uh La La, La Liga one two three, on if you search for that on um, on YouTube, you'll find their um their YouTube channel. They'll show every game live, um and the um that covers three o'clock kickoffs as well. Um, so on a Saturday afternoon, uh, if you're bored of Jeff Stelling and the boys and you want to take in some live football, you can watch that uh, in the UK. Um, there's a lot, lot of good football there and they play daft nights as well, random nights of the week. Um, so there's always a game to watch. <laughs> That's my motto, there's always a game to watch. I'm, I'm sat here now uh, in... The end of the season, pre-season for England's not started yet, but there's a lot, still a lot of football on, and I think it'll stop me watching a lot of games. Uh, so you've got uh, Osasuna Granada, they're already in um, La Liga. Uh, the teams that will be in Segunda next year that have been relegated from La Liga, uh, uh, two recent uh, teams that have been in the Segunda uh, Real Vallecano and Huesca uh, they were both prom- promoted last year uh, didn't do so well in the Liga so they're back down but I'm pretty confident they'll have a strong uh, season next year in Segunda uh, I love watching Real Vallecano uh, if only for the, uh, the, the the fantastic kits like a chilli kit white shirts with a re- uh, red sash across the middle they look great Uh the the best player this year scored a lot of goals. Uh, RDT, Raul de Tomas, he'll be going back to Madrid, so they'll be without him. But they'll have some great players. So Real, Huesca, I think they'll, they'll be up in there, up and about the top of the table next year, uh, along with Girona. Now, it was a surprise for me that Girona got relegated. Uh, they came up the season before last into La Liga and had a great time. They, Beat Real Madrid at home, gave a lot of teams uh, good games. Um, got some great players. Uh, Stuani, uh, people might remember him from Middlesbrough. Uh, he's he's like a Jack Edin Dzeko type uh, striker. Uh, Baz Dost for anyone who watches Portuguese football, just always in the center, always in the box. Tall striker heads it in, smashes it in from all over the place. Uh, he's a great player. I hope he stays at Girona. I hope he get if he does, he will be top scorer in uh, in Segunda. So keep an eye on him if you're gambling. Bet on him to finish top scorer if he stays in uh, Segunda. He definitely will be. Got a couple of uh, other t- uh, teammates there, Pear Pons and Porto, really creative players. Uh, Girona are owned by this City Group now. So whatever you think of that setup, it's 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 not really worked that well for him. So far, uh, but they're going to have, uh, they're going to be able to get players from the city group uh, and a bit of money poured in there, so that they'll be desperate to get back, uh, back promoted. 
So I, I think uh, now is the time. If you want to take on a new league, now's the time to get into Segunda. Um, if only for um, the playoff situation at the end of the season. The playoffs are always really late. I watched the playoffs last year and they were still going on while the World Cup was on. Um, and they're on, on telly. I mean, this year, I mentioned all the games are on the on YouTube. Uh, this year, they've sold the rights to the playoffs uh, to Premier TV. I've not got a subscription for that, so I've not seen any of them. But the highlights are all on uh, YouTube. Uh, so you've got um, Malaga, a, a great story. Uh, 30,000 fans. Um, they're a huge team, not, uh, relegated last year from La Liga. Uh, winners of the Intertoto Cup in 2002. Uh, they, uh, before they got relegated, they spent 10 years in a row in La Liga and reached quarterfinals of Champions League and Europa League. Gre- they're, they're a great team. Uh, they, they were hoping to get up through the playoffs, but they got beat um, against Deportivo and um, 30,000 fans stayed behind at the ground cheering on the team. Uh, showing a unity between the players and uh, and the fans, um, you know it's 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 great to, to see that uh, you know football it, uh, can be about winning. You can enjoy your team's winning trophies, but when you're there, when your team loses and you clap your players off the pitch and you say, "Well done, you tried," we're still going to be following you. Uh, I love that. So uh, uh, I'm hoping Malaga can give it a good goal for those thirty thousand fans that. Will be there every week, even in a league not fancied by many people. Uh, so they're they're they missed out, but the two teams we've got in the uh, playoffs, um, to go into the uh, La Liga, uh, Deportivo La Coruña, and Mallorca and Mallorca. Well, the uh, Deportivo teams, uh, team they've got a lot of fans as well. Uh, so they're, they're a team that probably belong in La Liga. Um, I heard a story about them that the, the team was created uh, by a young lad from, from the area uh, in the early 1900s who um, had been studying uh, in England, got into watching football in England, returned to Spain, and so we have to have a football team. So he got so that's why Deportivo La Coruña was created. Uh, they've won the La Liga once, uh, and that was uh, 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 just shy of a hundred years after the, uh, they they were formed. Uh, so they won that in ninety nine, two thousand season. Um, so yeah, there's a team there with a lot a lot of uh, history. They've had uh, great teams in the past. Uh, Super Depot. I'll tell a story about that another time. Um, they've had champ good Champions League runs, uh, three Copa del Reyes and an uh, Intertoto Cup, a wonderful story tournament. Uh, so they're a great team. I think they're going to go up. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping they are, to be honest. Um, but there's another team there, um, Mallorca, twenty thousand fans. They're looking for a second success, successive promotion. I love this. Uh, it can happen quite a lot when you've got divisions below the top flight that are closely matched. Uh, so you've got Mallorca, who uh, won the league, promoted to Segunda last year. They're going for a, a double again. Um, the What was interesting about them was they were, when they got the promotion back to the Segunda, uh, they won a match against uh, a team uh, I've never heard of called Mirandes. And uh, they got relegated the, the season before. 
uh, about the same time as year, a year when they lost a match to Mirandes, got relegated. Exactly a year later, they beat Mirandes and get promoted back. Uh, so that's good for them that they bounced straight back and now they've got two, uh, looking for two promotions in a row. Uh, so they, they'll uh, they'll be uh, looking for that. They've uh, they've uh, got some history themselves. The third in La Liga, the same se- same season, they almost won the Cup Winners' Cup. Remember that tournament? 98-99 runners-up in that in the same season. They were finished third in La Liga. Um, and they've, they've got a Copa del Rey to the name as well. So a couple of good teams there vying to get up to um, up to La Liga. Um, one last thought on Mallorca. One of their nicknames is, uh, is uh, Ensamada Mecanica, which uh, means mechanical Ensamada. And Ensamada is like a Mallorcan sweetbread. So it's kind of like the mechanical tea cake. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Right. Uh, so that that's the that is uh, my take on Segunda the league. I'll be following uh, along with many others next season. Don't forget, check them out on YouTube. Liga One Two Three on YouTube. I've all the games. Uh, if you don't watch them live, it's got loads of highlights on there as well. So that's a good one to check out. Uh, so the the uh, I want to cover a player of the week. So moving on to that, uh, my player of the week uh, is someone I've never heard of, the best kind of player, uh, in my opinion. You find a player you've never heard of, follow the career, it's great fun. Uh, this guy is uh, Jonathan David. Uh, he's just started playing for uh, Canada's national team. Um, he's just scored a couple of goals versus uh, Martinique in the Gold Cup. He's uh, 19 years old, he's a New York-born Canadian uh, he's uh, family immigrants from Haiti, um, so uh, he could uh, play for Haiti or Canada. Uh, might even qualify for USA. I'm not so sure on that one, but he's he's actually playing outside of uh, Canada. He's family but now based in Canada. Um, he's he's um, he's been playing for a season in Belgium for Ghent, uh, a team that De Bruyne started out at uh, before he went to Genk. Um, so he's he's got a good goal scoring rate. So he's a nineteen year old, remember, nineteen year old Canadian, uh, in um, in the Belgian league. I, I I've seen a lot of games in Belgian league. Uh, less so now. It's not on TV. I'm hoping Free Sports can pick it back up this season. Uh, but I I think there's a decent bit of quality there. Uh, and this season with um, with uh, Vincent Company joining Anderlecht, uh, I think they there'll be a lot more interest in that league. So hopefully, that can be on uh, on TV more as well. But in that league, he's he's scoring one in three, so not bad for um, uh, a nineteen-year-old in his first uh, professional season, uh, and for the national team for Canada, he's getting a goal a game, sixteen uh, six something like that. Uh, he's not been playing for him long, but he he's a player I've never heard of. Uh, I'm gonna be following his career and hopefully uh, see him uh, go on to, from strength to strength. Um, you know what I've just said? Oh, ignore me. I've just said he could play for you know he could have played for those different countries in the same sentence I'm talking about him playing for Canada. Ignore me. But that moves me on to uh, my moment of the week. Now this is a guy, Emilio Estevez, uh, famous name, but this guy is a little uh, uh, young, twenty-year-old uh, um, fellow who's playing in the 
Canadian uh, Premier League. So he's uh, he plays for York Nine. It's my moment of the week when this cheeky little kid and he looks he does look quite young. He's twenty, but he looks quite young. Um, he tried a cheeky Rabona in a, a game for York Nine. I also nearly scored, but managed to get the goal anyway when it def deflected off a, a defender. But this is the kind of player that a new league like the Canadian Premier League that I've mentioned before. Um, this is kind of the player that league needs. It's going to try these little tricks. Um, but he's got a lot of skill and he's doing really well. He wasn't expected to play a lot of football, um, but he's he's going to do well there. Uh, he had a couple of trials, one at QPR, one at uh, Levante. He didn't really do anything. He's uh, he was born in Canada. His dad's Spanish, uh, hence the name Emilio Estevez. <laughs> uh, and his mum's uh, Taiwanese. Uh, so he he unlike the um, Jonathan David, who's now playing for Canada. He can play for three countries, so he could he could play for Canada, Spain, or Taiwan. I'm hoping he plays for Canada, because um, they they've got some good young players like Jonathan David that I mentioned. Uh, so it would be good to see, uh, in the same era of a new Canadian Premier League, it would be good to see a a, a new era on Canadian football, uh, especially with the the U.S. national team, men's national team, USMNT they call them, especially with them doing so poorly, it'd be good to to see uh, Canada overtake them. Um, at least on the international scene. Uh, the Canadian Premier League is miles behind MLS. Uh, but I like it. I recommend you watch it. Um, so the I've covered that, that moment of the week. Uh, so now I want to go on to a league that I really like. Um, so I want to tell you a lot about the, um, the A-League, the Australian Top Flight League. Uh, one of the best things about this league is that the games are early on Saturday and Sunday mornings. Uh, so it, there's no other leagues that ask, have games that early in the morning. Um, so it's perfect time for me. I get up early on a Saturday or Sunday morning, can whack a game on, and uh, it, I think it's a good time to watch football. You might be going to a game later in the day uh, or, or whatever. If you have a bit of breakfast, check out uh, a bit of Australian football. I'm going to try and sell it to you now and tell you a bit, a bit about this league. I'm going to try and sell it to you. So give give it a try, and uh, some of these some of these leagues they're not going to look like your Premier League. They're not going to look like the Champions League. Some of it's going to look a bit rubbish, but look a bit deeper, and you can see loads of stuff in there that you can enjoy. Uh, that's what I like doing. Uh, so the early Saturday Sunday games, um, the I've not figured this out yet. Some of them have their own grounds, but sometimes they seem to play at different grounds and. Uh, I don't know whether that clashes with what other uses they have for the grounds, but they play at a lot of cricket grounds, uh, but they have loads of small little intimate stadiums as well. And a uh, popular thing at some of the stadiums is they have little grass banks behind the goal, so like a raised grass bank. So you'll see families having a picnic while they're watching the game. So I think for a small little uh, stadium like that, it's pretty cool. That uh, I've mentioned my favourite one for uh, Central Coast Mariners, the team that um took Usain Bolt on trial. Uh their ground's great with you got your palm trees in the background, the oversized ketchup bottles and all that. Uh so that some of these grounds are brilliant to watch. Um a team I I, I wanted to see uh, what the city group would have an influence in uh, at Melbourne um Melbourne Heart, now Melbourne City. Uh but they they've not really um 
not really done much to be honest. Uh, but a team that stuck out for me is Melbourne Victory. I love how they have um, the sort of walk on music, if you will. Uh, it's Stand By Me. What um, uh, it's a fantastic song anyway. But they play that and all the crowd singing Stand By Me as the as the team comes out. That's the highlight. I love watching them when, when they're playing at home. Um, I'm going to tell you a bit more about the league set us up in a minute, but I just want to mention uh, a moment that uh, summed up Australian football for me and um, cemented my love of the uh, of that league, and it's uh, the grand final. Uh, so it's a it was an important tournament. Um, you have got uh, two great teams in uh, Perth, uh, Perth Raw. That's not right. Uh, so it was uh, Sydney FC uh, and Perth. Well, I can't remember the name. Never mind. Come back to that. Um, so um, the um, goes to penalties. It's a tight game. Goes to penalties, and the Sydney goalkeeper uh, was in the same position last year. Uh, there was a penalty, and he was terrible in the penalties. He took a lot of stick. Uh, in the penalties, didn't save one, and uh, he was really criticised. So he had some confidence issues. Uh, but this year, this time round, the um, the the keeper, as soon as the final whistle goes, he goes running to the changing room. Uh, I thought he was going for a piss or something, but he's uh, he's gone in and chat, had a chat with his coach and got some preparation, and he's come out, and um, they revealed like he starts when he's. <laughs> When the players are lining up to take a penalty against him, um, he starts behaving really weird. Now it turns out later on that um, he'd been doing um, he'd he'd had the guys from the Wiggles over to training. So Wiggles are like a, a daft. Um, go and check them out, Wiggles. If anyone got kids or know them, but a little singing, dancing kind of uh, kids TV kind of characters. And um, they came down to train him and taught him some daft wiggles dances. So he's he's on the line doing daft dances like the mashed potato and stuff like that, moving his legs up and down, moving around, uh, being really silly. And it put off the the Perth Glory. That's the name. The Perth Glory players. It 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 put them off. So he ended up uh, saving a couple, and I think uh, there was a couple of penalties missed, uh, all because he was doing his wiggles routine. Uh, so I thought that that was great for him to get his redemption uh, in a silly way like that. Just uh, it's just brilliant for me. Uh, so it's a it's a league that's going to be really competitive. If if you have a look at the league, it's eleven teams in the league now. Uh, they've just brought in a new team, and every single team in the league has won the league. Um, as we're looking at over the past so fifteen years, I think it's been going in in this format. Um, so the only team that's not won the league is this new team, obviously not had a chance yet and they probably won't win it this year uh, but you've got a lot of things to look out for um, the, the the teams have short contracts I don't know why that is, I know there's a lot of um, agent involvement but the players seem to move around a lot, especially the the, the uh, goal scoring ones uh, you've got uh, Costas Barabouses um, and a great goal scorer and uh, player known as the prickly pair, Bruno Fornaroli, moving from having seasons of top scorers and changing clubs probably wouldn't happen anywhere else. But uh, in a in a smaller game with less money, it's this guy is going to happen. Uh, you get a lot of uh, ex Premier League and uh, world stars, a bit like a poor man's MLS. You get a few people coming over. 
uh, but mixed with some Australian talent, and then you've got uh, your Brazilians and Spanish players that never really played at the top level coming into the league, and uh, it's, it's a great melting pot of uh, different cultures and talents there. Uh, so it's I, I it's one that I enjoy watching, and one of the reasons I enjoy watching it is the commentators. Uh, you got a couple of Aussie blokes uh, having a bit of banter, getting on really well. And um, you you feel like you're sat in a pub watching a game with them. Uh, it's 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 good to hear them, and they have half-time pitch interviews, and players will be coming off the pitch at half-time, and they'll be interviewing them. It's all laid back, typical Aussie. Uh, so that, that's, that's something I like. Um, and one thing I've noticed um, with Australian football is they've mastered VAR. It seems to happen really quickly. They review everything uh, after every goal, but they get on with it. Typical Aussie Aussie attitude. Uh, They accept the decisions, they get on with it, and there's very little interruption. It's just the goal's scored, they go back to the halfway lane, ready to kick off. They're told it's reviewed. It's done pretty quickly, they get on with it. There's very little fuss. Uh, So I think anyone who criticises VAR thinks VAR's a waste of time. Uh, Check out it done properly. And then you'll see what it is, it, it, how effective it can be. I, I'm not really a big fan, but it's here to stay. So let's do it, and uh, let's do it in a, uh, a pretty sensible way. We're no messing about. So we should look to the Aussies for that one. Uh, there's going to be a, a few new things in this uh, league. You've got the new team, Western United. That's another team in the Sydney area. Um, they've taken the coach from Wellington Phoenix, the uh, the only New Zealand. Uh, side in the league and, and there's at least one of the players that have joined him as well uh, from that team uh, so they've they've picked up a lot of players so it'll be interesting to see how they develop uh, you've got uh, Robbie Fowler who's just taken over at Brizzy Raw, Brisbane Raw uh, so we'll see what he does in, in that league um, there's a I mentioned Melbourne City before they've just signed a player uh, Craig Noon from Bolton he says I've come here for a challenge uh, he's he's had a challenge at Bolton not getting paid, but uh, I think uh, even though he's not a lot of money in the game in Australia, uh, he'll be happy to uh, uh, spend his time playing football in Melbourne and getting paid uh, every week. That'd be nice for a change. Uh, so that's that. That'd be good for him. Uh, I like seeing how these um, pr- uh, ex Premier League or Championship players do over there. They usually do quite well, to be honest. Uh, so that'd be good to see, uh, but yeah, the uh, the layout of the league it's a playoff style, but like some of the American sports. Uh, so you have your league, and whoever finishes top of the league, uh, they're known as the premiers. So they'll get a trophy for being the premiers. Uh, so they get a bye to the semi final uh, of the uh, what's known as the uh, the playoffs. Uh, so they get is the, the final is the grand final of the playoffs. Uh, and they they're the champions, so effectively uh, it's kind of like the uh, the premiers are a, maybe a equivalent to a cup winners, although there is a separate cup, and the grand final winners are your champions. Uh, so uh, the way it works is uh, if you win the league, you're a prem uh, won the league in, in the way we see it, and finishing top of the league, uh, you're the premiers. You get a buy into the semi final. If you win your semi final, you get to have the, uh, the the grand final at your own ground. So that's what Perth Glory did this year. Uh, they finished top of the league. Uh, they won their semi-final. 
so the, the the grand final was at at Perth and Sydney had finished second I think it was managed to get through uh, the playoffs and play them in the final uh, the the trophy is supposed to represent um, a wreath uh, you know like a, a floor a floral wreath um, so that's the, the, the what it's it's been uh, designed at but it's commonly known as the toilet seat uh, so it's like a big silver um almost like a wreath of flowers but a silver small sleek kind of trophy uh but it's the, the fans affectionately call it the uh the toilet seat and there's a load of players a load of fans in the crowd at the, at the grand final with toilet seats around the neck so uh, that's something i love really, really funny to see uh so so that's the australian premier league it runs uh from like october to may um. So, uh, just as you're getting bored with Premier League and all that, that'll that'll start and that'll uh, keep you going. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff to see there. Uh, so check that out. Um, so it leads me now to do a a, a roundup. Um, I I mentioned that I was going to mention the Women's World Cup. That's still going on. So that's that's that mention done. Um, uh, there you go, Jack. Ian. Um, we've got the Gold Cup as well. Um, so Canada teams like that, other teams you've never heard of, uh, are, are playing in that tournament, uh, and that's exactly what how I like it. I want to check some of those team out, teams out. Come back to you. Also got the Copper America going on, uh, f- featuring uh, uh, Qatar. Hang on, let me just check my atlas. No, don't know why Qatar are in Copper America, but they're in it anyway. So we'll check that out. Uh, we've got the under twenty ones uh, competition co- coming up as well, so I'll be enjoying that, uh, and also um, African Cup of Nations. I want to um, keep an eye on that because uh, I, I love watching a lot of football to see the different styles, and Af- watching African Cup of Nations is one way you'll see a lot of different styles of football. Pitches can often be rubbish. Uh, mixture of players playing at top flight or in in Africa. Uh, so that's always a good one to watch. So I'll check that out. Um, I've got an email set up. So if anyone's got any questions, if you've got if there's anything that you want me to talk about or anything that you've heard, you want any more detail on, you can email me at theholeoftheball at hotmail.com uh, or Twitter at wholeball at W-H-O-L-E-B-A-L-L. Uh, so um, yeah, let me let me know what you think the the pod. Let me know what you want me to talk about, um, and uh, yeah, keep on listening. Uh, I like to give you a nod as to uh, what games I'll be watching and how I watch it. I mentioned last time uh, live scores. I got it wrong. It's flash scores. Download that app on your phone. Flash scores, um, and just on a daily basis, choose which games you want to keep a track of the score on. It'll give you notifications on your phone when the score and give you all the information about the team so you can find out more about the leagues you're trying to get into and about the players you've never heard of. Um, so check that out. Um, the account I mentioned earlier is at tier two forty T I E R T W O F O T Y at tier two forty. The guy who reports on a lot on Twitter of uh, your leagues below the Premier League, if that's your thing, uh, check him out. Uh, so uh, I'm going to be watching this Friday, the under-21s. I want to check out that England team because there's some great players in that team that will soon be arriving in the Premier League. 
Uh, so I want to watch that. And also, uh, the one I'm, fixture I'm most excited about this weekend on Saturday uh, on Eurosport 2. So I think that's available on most Sky packages. 9 o'clock, African Cup of Nations, group stage, Guinea versus Madagascar. That's one I'm going to be checking out. And I'll come back to you and tell you uh, who I've discovered and what I liked about that game. So it better not be an ill-nil. Uh, so that's uh, that's me done on this pod. Uh, I'm going to come back to you. I'm going to tell you a lot more, a lot more to talk about. Um, hopefully, there's some stuff I've covered there that's uh, piqued your interest. If not, like I say, send us an email and let me know what you want to talk about. Uh, so that's me for now. So I hope you enjoyed the whole of the ball podcast. Uh, check me out on Twitter. Uh, send me an email and keep listening. So that's me over and out. Beans, 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 beans. beans.